0: as their king and eat of his banquet in his hall on the appointed day they all came and as the custom was then each guest brought his present with him to the king one a horse another a shawl or a ring or a sword and those who had nothing better brought a basket of grapes or a game but perseus brought nothing for he had nothing to bring being but a poor sailor-lad he was ashamed however to go into the king's presence without his gift and he was too proud to ask dictys to lend him one so he stood at the door sorrowfully watching the rich men go in and his face grew very red as they pointed at him and smiled and whispered what has that foundling to give now this was what Polydictes wanted and as soon as he heard that perseus stood without he bade them bring him in and asked him scornfully before them all am i not your king perseus and have i not invited you to my feast where is your present then perseus blushed and stammered while all the proud men round laughed and some of them began jeering him openly this fellow was thrown ashore here like a piece of weed or drift and yet he is too proud to bring a gift to the king and though he does not know who his father is he is vain enough to let the old woman call him the son of zeus and so forth till poor perseus grew mad with shame and hardly knowing what he said cried out a present who are you who talk of presents see if i do not bring a nobler one than all of yours together so he said boasting and yet he felt in his heart that he was braver than all those scoffers and more able to do some glorious deed hear him hear the boaster what is it to be cried they all laughing louder than ever then his dream at samos came into his mind and he cried aloud the head of the gorgon he was half afraid after he had said these words for all laughed louder than ever and Polydectes loudest of all you have promised to bring me a gorgon's head then never appear again in this island without it go perseus ground his teeth with rage for he saw that he had fallen into a trap but his promise lay upon him and he went out without a word down to the cliffs he went and looked across the broad blue sea and he wondered if his dream were true and prayed in the bitterness of his soul pallas athene was my dream true and shall i slay the gorgon if thou didst really show me her face let me not come to shame as a liar and boastful rashly and angrily i promised but cunningly patiently will i perform there was no answer nor sign neither thunder nor any appearance not even a cloud in the sky and three times perseus called weeping rashly and angrily i promised but cunningly and patiently will i perform then he saw afar off above the sea a small white cloud as bright as silver and it came on nearer and nearer till its brightness dazzled his eyes perseus wondered at the strange cloud for there was no other cloud all round the sky and he trembled as he touched the cliff below and as it touched it broke and parted and within it appeared pallas athene as he had seen her at samos in the dream and beside her a young man more light-limbed than the stag whose eyes were like sparks of fire by his side was a scimitar of diamonds all of one clear precious stone and on his feet were golden sandals from the heels of which grew living wings they looked upon perseus keenly and yet they never moved their eyes and they came up the cliffs toward him more swiftly than the seagull, and yet they never moved their feet nor did the breeze stir the robes around their limbs only the wings of the youth's sandals quivered like a hawk's was over the cliff and perseus fell down in worship for he knew that they were more than man but athene stood before him and spoke gently and bid him have no fear then perseus she said he who overcomes in one trial merits thereby a sharper trial still you have braved Polydectes and done manfully dare you brave medusa the gorgon and perseus said try me for since you spoke to me in samos a new soul has come into my breast and i should be ashamed not to dare anything which i can do show me then how i can do this perseus said athene think well before you attempt for this deed requires a seven years journey in which you cannot repent or turn back or escape but if your heart fails you you must die in the unshapen land where no man will ever find your bones better so than live here useless and despised said perseus tell me then oh tell me fair and wise goddess of your great kindness and condensation how can i do but this one thing and then if need be died then athena smiled and said be patient and listen for if you forget my words you will indeed die you must go northward to the country of the hyperboreans who live beyond the pole at the sources of the cold north wind till you find the three grey sisters who have but one eye and one tooth between them you must ask them the way to the nymphs and daughters of the evening star who dance about the golden tree in the atlantic island of the west they will tell you the way to the gorgon that you may slay her my enemy the mother of monstrous beasts once she was a maiden as beautiful as more till in her pride she sinned a sin at which the sun hid its face and from that day her hair was turned to vipers and her hands to eagles claws and her heart was filled with shame and rage and her lips with bitter venom and her eyes became so terrible that whosoever looks on them is turned to stone and her children are the winged horse and the giant of the golden sword and her grandchildren are echidna the witch-adder and Geryon, the three-headed tyrant who feeds his herds outside the herds of hell so she became the sister of the gorgons stheno and euryt the abhorred the daughters of the queen of the sea touch them not for they are immortal but bring me only medusa's head and i will bring it said perseus but how am i to escape their eyes will she not freeze me two into stone? You shall take this polished shield, said Athena, and when you come near her, look not at her herself, but at her image in the brass, so that you may strike her safely, and, when you have struck off her head, wrap it, with your face turned away, in the folds of the goatskin, on which the shield hangs, the hide of Amalthea, the nurse of the Aegis holder, so you will bring it safely back to me, and win to yourself renown and a place among the heroes who feast with the immortals upon the peak where no winds blow then perseus said i will go though i die in going but how shall i cross the sea without a ship and who will show me my way and when i find her how shall i slay her if her scales be iron and brass then the young man spoke these sandals of mine will bear you across the seas and over hill and dale like a bird as they bear me all day long for i am hermes the far famed argus slayer the messenger of the immortals who dwell on olympus and perseus fell down and worshipped while the young man spoke again the sandals themselves will guide you on the road for they are divine and cannot stray and this sword itself the argus slayer will kill her for it is divine and needs no second stroke arise and gird them on and go forth so perseus arose and girded on the sandals and the sword and athena cried now leap from the cliff and be gone but perseus lingered may i not bid farewell to my mother and to dictys and may i not offer burnt offerings to you and to hermes the far-famed argus slayer and to father zeus above you shall not bid farewell to your mother lest your heart relent in her weeping i will comfort her and dictys until you return in peace nor shall you offer burnt offerings to the olympians for your offering shall be medusa's head leap and trust in the armor of the immortals then perseus looked down the cliff and shuddered but he was ashamed to show his dread then he thought of medusa and the renown before him and he leaped into the empty air and behold instead of falling he floated and stood and ran along the sky he looked back but athene had vanished and hermes and the sandals led him on northward ever like a crane who follows the spring toward the Fens. End of part two of Perseus